Hashtag SFM Talking Point. All right, it's 17 after 10. Let's get into our conversation. We're looking at uh, the draft policy on street trading in the city of Johannesburg. Uh, the MMC for Economic Development, Nguli Mbundi. Mbundu is on the line. Nguli, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Good morning, Kathy, and uh, good morning to the SAFM listeners. The sure. The chairperson of the Gauteng branch of the South African Informal uh, Traders Alliance is David Iseka. David, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy, and even the viewer. Mm. Morning. David, let me begin with you because I think that, you know, there's an opportunity for you to provide a context in terms of uh, what has been happening uh, between informal traders and uh, the broader society and as far as engagements with government, engagements through NATLEC is concerned. So, uh, you know, you've been running a campaign towards the end of last year uh, that you called Do Not <coughs> Harm. And this campaign effectively was to say that informal traders should be included as part of the country's post-COVID-19 recovery plan. What did you actually want to see uh, government doing and even the NEDLAC structures doing? Yeah, thank you, Katie, uh, for, for giving us an opportunity. I'm mean, the 18% of the provincial from uh, Saita, the mm. South African Informal Traders Alliance. You know, Kitty, uh, our government is so ignorant, and even the city is so ignorant for a period of 20, 28 years. They don't even recognize us. So it's surprising because every day, every now and then, we're supposed to fight before we get our thing on board. This thing is deceiving to tell you the truth. As we are a part and puzzle of the economy of this country, and our government ignoring us, previous government, to tell you the truth, the previous government, the apartheid government, you know, they were recognized their people, the white people, but our our government, our black government, ignore the the street vendors and they are part and parcel of the economy of this country. But they ignore us. And uh, before before you get things on board, you must start by getting tires on the street or fight. But when they need us to go and vote. They go door to door, and they see us on the street. Even when they, they are in the comfort zone, they see us in the city of Jobe, sailing on the street when it's raining, when it's cold. Uh, they see us. But amazing thing, Katie, is uh, they say nothing about us without us. Uh, our government takes the decision alone without us and tell us, implement everything and tell us, mandate us. So we don't need the mandate. Mm. We need this government to come on board and understand our frustration as 
we are the street vendors. We are the street vendors. And many of us, they don't understand the situation. So we want our government to come on board. They can't take a decision alone. We must be part on the policy that they want to amend. Because you can't say you are going to amend the policy without the, the relevant people. When you say you are going to, 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 to amend a, a policy without the relevant people, what do you mean? It's zero, zero, because we are going back again, because we need them on board. Everybody must come on board, even the, the minister of small business must come on board so that we can exchange our minds, because we, we will tell them how we feel on the street, and they must tell us about our budget as a small business sector they must tell us our, about our budget they can't just say we have a, a minister of small business and we have an mmc we have an mmc but even today we didn't even engage with the mmc we didn't even engage with the mmc we didn't even engage with the with the uh, minister of small business so it's surprisingly and it's embarrassing for a period of 28 years. They say, no, we represent small business, but they don't engage even with us. So it's, it's, it's rare, Katie, to tell you without engaging with them. Firstly, mm. we must start by engaging with them, sitting down, eye to eye, yeah. and tell them about our frustration on the street. And David, if we can just talk very briefly about perhaps some of the key frustrations that you as informal traders have been able to gather from your members. You know, immediately, uh, the main source is, is the appeasement. We want our government to appease us. Mm. We, we we can't sit forever in the informal sector. We want the so-called appeasement to move to graduate where we are from the street, and we tell we write a book from the street from to SME, from the SME to a, a, a big business. But to tell you the truth, our government is that. It's because of the politicians, because they don't have... Even you can ask the MNC the question, what is your plan with the, with the, with the informal trader? If they don't have a plan, it's embarrassing to come uh, on the radio and tell you lies and lie to our, our, our poor people. Mm. Okay. David, I'm going to ask you to pause it there. Let me uh, then go to Ngulim Bundu, who is the MMC for Economic Development in the city of Johannesburg. And and Nguli, I think uh, the question that David asks is perhaps a good place for us to begin. What is the plan for informal uh, traders, uh, specifically in the city of Johannesburg? Uh, thanks, Kathy, and uh, uh, thanks for uh, David's comments. I think, firstly, Mr. Pressing, I I sympathise uh, with David, and I understand his frustrations um, in my engagements with a number of uh, informal traders. Uh, there has been quite a lot of uh, frustration in terms of uh, uh, getting government support, particularly around protecting um, their space and regularising their space. Uh, from a plan perspective, the very first thing we need to do 
is to um, effect a policy that will protect uh, primarily South Africans first, right? The city has got a finite space uh, within which to provide informal trade. In the city of Johannesburg, we've got about 8,100 uh, stores, and that's finite. We can't go beyond that uh, from a spatial planning perspective. So it, for just us, repeat we, that for me, 1,500 stores, you said? 8,100. Oh, 8,100, all right. That, that's correct, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so bear in mind, uh, when we're talking about informal trade, it also touches on spaza shops. Um, and there's about 14,000 permits that are out there today. But spaza shops operate within private property, so therefore they are exempt from the policy, which means we cannot uh, get involved in that space. It's a, uh, a provincial issue. So we are talking about uh, street traders, mobile traders, uh, uh, people that trade in public spaces. Um, and so for us is to sanitize that environment, make sure that we have the right people uh, in allocated the right stalls and providing the services uh, that they are deemed to, uh, to provide. What you find today is a massive proliferation of uh, illegal and documented foreigners who are competing with uh, South Africans in the trade space and uh, are overcrowding the space, which now makes it uh, unviable for our people to be able to trade. So the first thing is to regulate that space and make sure that whoever gets that permit is a South African. Um, is a South African, number one, uh, or has the legal papers, according to uh, the uh, uh, Department of Home Affairs, to be able to trade. That significantly reduces the number of people that are trading illegally. So the first thing is to clean that up. The second thing is to provide facilities in those areas. There has to be a pollution facilities. There's got to be waste collection. There's got to be stalls. There's got to be designated spaces in the linear market. The space has got to be clean. Uh, it has got to have all the amenities that uh, are needing to support. So those are the two important things that we need to do in order to enable them um, to trade, so to sort of permit and license them according to what they're supposed to do. We have to eliminate a situation where you find one trader operating 10 different stalls. It has to be the policy, it's one trader, one stall, and you've got to be unemployed. That then empowers our people to be able to carry out their trade. Nkoli, you've said something, and, and I want you to explain it further. So you said that part of the work of officials and and of the city is to sanitize the informal trade space. What does that mean? So right now, um, there is a lot of illegal trading that is taking place. If you go to the linear markets, you will find that uh, a South African would have applied for a particular stall. But when you go there, you find a foreigner operating that stall. So we're we're dealing with the problem of uh, South Africans applying for the trade stalls and then subletting them to uh, to foreigners at a higher price. And uh, and when the city is supposed to collect the stall rental, because we need to be able to maintain that environment, keep it clean, provide uh, waste collection, provide uh, all the amenities, uh, we are unable to collect that money because it does not reach the city. So when I say sanitize, is in the operation uh, in itself and how they execute has got to be uh, you know, cleaned up to make sure that the process is very clean 
it is transparent, that we know that we've got X number of traders, and these are the number of traders, as when we go and do bylaw enforcement, they are able to prove uh, that they have the legitimate rights to own that particular store. Is, is, the, is the language that the city is using, do, do you see that as appropriate language? Well, um, I, I think that can be debated, and I think you know we welcome um, uh, advice in terms of how best to to engage. What we generally do is, um, I, I uh, last month I had uh, my first meeting with uh, a, a group of um, uh, representatives from the informal trade sector in the city of Johannesburg, where we talk one on one, explaining to them where we are, and understanding what their challenges are, and then coming to an agreement in terms of how best to, to support them. It, it could be argued that maybe the language we use uh, is maybe not uh, understood and we can always improve on that. We're going to continue the conversation with Ngulim Bundu, who is the MMC for Economic Development in the city of Johannesburg, and David Iseka, who is the chairperson of uh, the Gauteng branch of the South African Informal Traders Alliance. Yeah, I must say there's something about just that phrasing, you know, that you must sanitize the informal trade market. It, 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 doesn't, sit, it doesn't sit well with me. Um, yeah, I, I might, maybe I'm being oversensitive, but it, it just suggests that there is dirt, you know, that there's dirt that needs to be cleaned up. Yes, there may be literal, you know, uncleanliness in, 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 in some of these areas that we're talking about. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it, like I said, it just doesn't sit well with me. All right, it's 10.30. We'll continue the conversation after this. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Of course, I'll be taking your contribution to this conversation on 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107 and on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SFM uh, Talking Point. We're looking at uh, Johannesburg's draft policy on street trading. We're going to get into the nitty-gritties of what that contains. Before I do that, uh, David, let me give you a chance to come in and I wonder if you have any uh, specific reflections on what Nguli has said so far? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Matthew. Uh, uh, my, let me make the correction. I'm David Mateka. M-A-T-H-E-K-G-E. All right, Mateka, uh, and not Iseka. All right, thank you for that. Yeah, the, I'm an 18 chairperson okay. of the province provincial side okay okay yeah thank you very thank much thank you for that correction yeah yeah you're welcome uh katie <coughs> you know you know uh, the mnc use uh, uh, the bombastic way and say uh, <laughs> they want to sanitize the the informal trader meaning meaning katie we are we are dead we are dead people Meaning they want to clean. Maybe we, we made uh, uh, the city to be. It's us who made the city to be big. So I think, Madam uh, 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 sometimes when you talk, our people they don't understand when you use the bombastic words as the informal as the informal trader. People they must come here so that 
the people who whom are, are representing, they must understand very well what they are saying, they are trying to say. Uh, you know, you know, Katie, I hear uh, MNC very well, but the key point here is to sit down under one roof and with all, you know, when you talk <coughs> about JSB, JSB, uh, we have a lot of leadership. So every every structure must be on board and raise their views and raise their views under under one roof. But we have a challenge when when uh, MNC said no, I have uh, a leadership sitting down with them and uh, coming with the with the draft uh, a policy. It is affecting because he said he, he said uh, we want to amend. The, the police, but we were, we, were, we were not part on that policy, mm. and they, they want to amend it. When they want to amend it, uh, it's going to affect us. We, are, we concurred with, with the statement when he said we want to build a store. And, and uh, can I ask how did NED have a database of the informal trader within JSB number one? I think they don't have it because there is a chaos in in the in JSB and LED people the official of LED they they are not waiting they are the one who collect money from the people who occupy uh, the store not the relevant one they made the business to tell you the truth the official of LED. To tell you the truth, they are the one who make the chaos because people, the, 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 the outsiders, when they come, they enter in the office of of LED so that they can be licensed. Our 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 uh, our, D- David, our D- David, sorry, I, I'm not hearing you clearly. The office of who? LED. Any, uh, local economic development. Oh, I see. All right. Okay. Thank you. They Thanks are the for that. office yeah. of LED. Mm. They are the one who caused this chaos in Johannesburg because they get bribery. They get bribery and they offer the stores for the irrelevant people. That is where today Johannesburg is overcrowded it's because of the office of AG and even the the bylaw enforcers. Sometimes. Uh, 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 people they abuse their powers. By law enforcers, when they come, they fight for everybody. You know, sometimes when you come as the by law enforcers, you must know who is the target. Mm. Not everybody of the informal trader are the target. There's people from outside the country. They are not targeted by the bylaw enforcers because they get bribed. But they used to abuse our people when they are selling on the street. And sometimes our people used to come on the street without knowledge. People, they need a workshop to be inducted so that when they are on the street, they must have a knowledge of being on the street. But sometimes our people come on the street they don't have knowledge, but the city, the city is available. 
people are sitting on the comfort zone in the office. They mm -hmm. are not doing their job, mm -hmm. to tell you the truth. Our people, they don't have knowledge because of disparation. Our people used to go to sleep because of the disparation and the situation. You know, now the rate of unemployment is too high, Katie. And uh, sometimes people, when people are sitting on the comfort zone, they are talking easier, you know. So uh, as, as a leader, you know, this thing is in my DNA test. I have a, a serious frustration of the city of Johannesburg. Even the city of Pani, city of Pani, Johannesburg, everywhere where we see there's a problem because people are not waiting to and right. they are disturbing because we have a vision. We have a vision and a mission of these people on the street. But mm -hmm. as long as the city, they don't have a plan and vision, it's a chaos. All right, David, uh, I'm going to continue with you. Uh, Nkuli, I also want you perhaps to give us a, a clearer idea of the policy change changes. So, so the draft policies that you are working on right now, what are some of the exact changes that uh, you are wanting to implement that you think will lead to better efficiency in as far as trading is concerned and and better control because uh, i don't think that there's a denial that there needs to be better control of what is happening in the in inner city uh, we'll continue this conversation after this the department of public works and infrastructure will be hosting the property investor conference on the 31st of march 2022 from 8 a.m at the east london icc Private and public stakeholders are invited to participate in building a shared future of infrastructure and engage on ways to sustainably develop, transform and uplift the Eastern Cape. This platform is for the private and public sectors to partner for growth and build a shared vision for the future of infrastructure in our province. To follow proceedings, listen to The Talking Point between 9am and 12pm, only on SAFM. Hi, hello guys. Let me get in quickly. Hey, Clarice, man, please give us news. Cop delivers three kids. Hero kid brace the sewer. I choose booze over you. You're welcome. The Daily Sun. Real news for real people. All right, let's continue the conversation here. So, so Nkuli, I wanted to give you a chance to uh, speak to us about some of the more specific uh, draft policies that, that you guys have been working on uh, so that we have a better idea of of what it is that you want to change. I mean, you've highlighted uh, more broadly the areas that you're looking into. Uh, Katie, thank you. If, if, if I may, maybe just uh, talk to you quickly three points uh, mm. in response to um, what David was speaking about. Number one, um, we are not amending anything um, because the process of amending the draft requires uh, public participation. Um, we simply reviewing it um, and ensuring that uh, it meets the requirements of uh, the public participation plus instruction 29 oversight committee before it goes to council. 
we came into this administration in December 2021, uh, and uh, we found this document in draft since uh, 2019. Um, now, we, what we decided to do was just to push it quickly so that at least we can implement. Number two, with regards to consultation, there was broad public participation that took place during the month of June 2021, where it, it took place at the Johannesburg Metro Center, where all informal traders were invited to participate in, in and make an input into the policy. So I find it rather disingenuous uh, from David to say there is no consultation because this was a public process and they were invited and they came and they made their input and that input was then taken to section 79 and those uh, amendments were made and I'll talk to them right now. The third part is uh, on corruption. I think right now it's an allegation. We welcome them to report any of our officials that are involved in acts of corruption. If it is there, let you know my office is always open. Mm. You are more than welcome to come and report it, and um, you know, and let us know, let us take action in that because we do not tolerate the uh, corruption, particularly by, uh, by by officials. Now, in terms of uh, what we're looking at, first is the demarcation. So you look at the spatial planning of the city. When you look at the spatial planning of the city, you've got to um, make sure that you designate trading in areas where it is appropriate and not all over the city. We can't allow for trading to take place in pavements everywhere because pavements are meant for walking and not for trading. That's the first thing. However, <clears throat> if you look at the bylaw, for example, a, tra- a, um, a, a sidewalk is about uh, three meters and a trader may not encroach over one and a half meters of that space. They've got to leave one and a half meters of space for walking. So we have to look at the demarcation map and say this is where uh, the highest concentration of traffic is. Mm-hmm. This is where we are going to then allow for trade to take place. That's the first thing. Secondly, you've got things so, like So, uh, so Nkule, just before you move on, so these areas that you want to set aside as designated areas for trading, they would be where the highest traffic in the CBD is also concentrated. Mm-hmm. 100%, and this was the input from the informal traders. They are the ones who said uh, in their input to the policy to say, this is where we want to trade. So the city cannot decide for the informal traders. The informal traders understand this market very well. Some of them have been doing it for 30 years. So they'll tell you to say, this is where we want to operate because this is where we can capture the traffic. So we need to put the broader traffic plan of the city in place. Uh, to look at that and then look at spatial planning so that we can accommodate them in those areas. <clears throat> so, uh, so that's the first thing. I think from a spatial planning perspective, we need to do that. And then secondly, we needed to get a robust permit system because the old permit system was um, subject to, uh, to forgery. So we needed to tighten up the permit system and make sure that um, whoever is a trader in that particular store is indeed the person that applied and they are compliant. So the system we're going to be putting in place is an automated system that allows for um, when you go to apply, it connects directly to Home Affairs, for example, to validate that you're a resident and your your papers are, are correct. That's the first thing. It, it, it connects to labor to ensure that the person who is applying is not employed because the, that space is only meant for unemployed people. It looks at uh, capturing the detail of uh, the uh, applicant electronically, such that when uh, JMPD goes and does a bylaw, they can validate 
like it is you who's here and you are compliant and your lease is up to date. So some of the enhancements talk to uh, the system so that we can make it uh, foolproof from a corruption perspective or from a forgery perspective. Um, and then you've got things like environmental health. Uh, we had to, we've got to be able to segment what can and cannot be uh, sold. For example, you cannot sell uh, alcohol and drugs in training spaces. But if you are selling foodstuffs like meat, you've got to be compliant with environmental health. You've got to get a health certificate. Mm. So, you know, uh, to ensure that you comply with uh, the health uh, regulations. Um, so these are some of the enhancements that have been made to make sure that we protect our customers or their customers um, in ensuring that whatever they buy, they can trust that the, the, the goods that they're buying um, are not harmful. So those are some of the few um, amendments having been made. The, the other one, which is a very big one, is on localization. We have got to link the policy to the Immigration Act, the uh, 13 of 2002. And the Immigration Act is very clear that says for anybody that wants to come and do business in South Africa, they've got to comply to a certain uh, criteria. Mm. Um, and and uh, it also makes room for asylum seekers. This is not this is sort of a control. This is uh, based on what uh, is, is uh, uh, being, uh, from, from home affairs perspective, to say an asylum seeker will also be allowed to provide it they are legitimately in the country legally. Right? And I know that's a very emotive uh, point. However, the rules are what they are. So we've got to, we wanted to expand on um, on the Immigration Act so that there's compliance, particularly for undocumented foreigners, so that we that clear out that space. When, so these yeah. are some of the key, key ones, yeah. When you look at, Nguli, currently the challenges to enforcement of the current legislation, so even before you know you 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 finalize the review of of this draft policy and implement, but what makes it difficult right now to ensure that the majority of traders in the CBD would be compliant and should be compliant with the legislation as it is? Why are we not seeing that? Because um, their permits expired, so their permits uh, ran up until. Uh, 2020, and um, in in June um, and April 2020, there was a request from the informal traders uh, in, 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 in after the, just immediately after the lockdown in April 2020, informal traders came and requested when when food was declared an essential item, they made a request for exceptional permits to be able to to trade, and uh, those were then issued. I think about 14,000 odd, but uh, they were issued on to expire one month after the end of the national state of disaster. So as it stands, the permits uh, would have expired. They were not renewed during that period, which is why we are fast-checking this, this process to make sure that we can, uh, as quickly as possible, get everybody that um, is uh, a trader legally with the right uh, um, uh, paper. So the challenge today is that you know, people come up and just set up stores anywhere. And uh, there was uh, a very silly system that was put in place where you could simply just draw a yellow line where JMPD would come and draw a yellow line and say this is what's permitted. But anybody can go and draw a yellow line on the, um, on, on the, on the pavement and then start trading. And then that uh, resulted in a sprawl of, uh, of traders. So it makes it very difficult uh, today. So the way JMPD does law enforcement today is to say there are areas that we know as per bylaw of 2015 
that are not permitted for trade, that's why they remove those people there. But where they are permitted for trade, they mm-hmm. will keep them there. So now we're going to implement a new um, demarcation map uh, based on what we got from the public participation to regularize the space. So, Nkuli, if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, because you have all of these permits that had expired, the city is effectively not renewing those permits until you have finalized the new legislation that that is going to govern that space. Is that what's happening here? Yes. So we will renew immediately after the policy has been passed because we've got to do it in the context of the broader program. Mm. Um, where we are from the timeline perspective, on the 8th of uh, April, the draft is going back to the Section 79 subcommittee to with, uh, with the um, uh, changes that were requested by that committee on the 10th of March. And when as it goes to council on the 26th of uh, April, thereafter we start with the process. However, because we are implementing a new system, we need to trial it in a controlled environment so, so as to make sure that it is robust and people don't get disappointed. Uh, they apply and then the system uh, breaks. So there will be a short period after thereafter. And uh, once it is, once we satisfy ourselves with the robustness of the system uh, and the processes, because that also talks to training the city's frontline uh, employees so that you can walk into any city building and be given that information as to where to apply and how to apply. Mm. And that process to apply, for example, we have firmed it up on, you know, people who come and apply at our office in Jorison Street, 66 Jorison Street, uh, and we'll, we'll communicate this uh, broadly as well to the public or at any one of our opportunity centers across the regions. So we've got to take into account that we've got to get city officials. Somebody can walk into any uh, city official uh, office and want to understand, and those frontline people have got to be empowered. So there's a training process that is running in parallel uh, to that. And as soon as that is done, we can then start to issue the new, so everybody has to reapply for their permit, and you start to issue and we'll prioritize the ones that have been trading for uh, for the longest time before then, so that it does, there is continuation in terms of uh, their licenses. All right. Uh, we've got a couple of WhatsApp voice notes on this uh, conversation. And David, I'm going to also give you a chance then to weigh in here, especially because uh, Nkuli is saying that informal traders have been uh, consulted when it comes to some of the pro- proposed um, draft policy uh, changes and and that uh, you know informal s- traders have been part of the process so this you know th- what you had said earlier on in the program that you're being excluded is is not true maybe david let me just get your view on that before i take the voice notes hello david uh, you know, we are we are the beneficiary of this country, mm. uh, but we are we are treated like a, like an outsider. Uh, you know, when uh, we have a problem of this five-year five-year term people running the office, you know, the politicians always they are talking nicely. When they are on the radio or on the, on the media, they are talking nicely. But pay like a pay like it. I tell you, after this, after uh, Mr. Mr. Ntuli, maybe after five years being removed, or even to, to tomorrow, people, the politicians can gather against Mr. Ntuli and remove him from 
from that removal, I tell you, things are going to be stuck because they don't have uh, the handover. The politicians, they don't have the handover because I, I used to be in this sector for a period of a long time. Every five years, we start with the new thing. And we tell people that, no, we were busy with the other uh, MLC talking one, two, three. But to tell you, they say, no, uh, I'm a new one. I'm going to start a new thing with that. So that's why I said, Taylor, 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 I tell you, after five years, another five years, mm. we are going to get the chaos. All right. I, I don't we are know going who, to get yeah. the chaos. David, we're struggling a little bit with with that line. I'm not sure what's happening, but uh, the quality of connection uh, to David isn't great. So struggling to make out part of uh, what he's saying. Let's try maybe call him up so uh, we can hear him clearly as we get ready to wrap this conversation up. Uh, your WhatsApp voice notes on this issue. Morning, Katie. <laughs> How does an illegal person get a story? It's easy, Katie. Just like they get RTP. A South African will get the stall. After getting the stall, will give it to that illegal person. So you can amend the way you want. South Africans are involved. They are involved, but they cry thereafter. Thank you. We are in Orange Farm. Hi, I'm Kathy. <coughs> Sister in Davidson. I'm staying in Davidson. And I mean... If there's any South African in those stalls that are in Davidson, it may be two or three, but then 98.8% will be will be foreigners. So I don't I don't know how the guy can come there and talk about they are not giving them stalls and what what they give them stalls, and when they take these stalls, they rent it to 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 to, to foreigners. You find that someone have maybe two stalls, it's one guy. He, he will get. I'll just sell them for 10,000, those two stalls. I'll get 5,000, 5,000 per stall. You have 10,000, it doesn't care what happens after that. And then they come again today and, 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 and talk about that. No, let's, let's stop blaming the government for everything. How are you, Katie? How are you, Katie, this morning? I hope you're fine. I'm listening to the gentleman talking there on the studio. He's, very, he's talking very nice. Uh, he sounds very professional. You can see that. These are really the people that government needs to support. If you have such minds uh, who are working in the street, I don't undermine people who work in the street, but I believe that government can do better. He can help these people to be uplifted. By listening to him, you can you can feel that this guy is actually he's, he's wise, he's clever, to put it that way. He's smart, I'll put it, he's smart. You can hear that the way he's answering your questions, the way you are talking to him, you can see that only if the government can support this person, he can even become something greater and even help others to become something greater by listening to what he's saying to you. Thank you, Kathy. Keep it up for my, my, my brother there in the studio, please. All right. Uh, David, I want to come back to you and give you a chance to respond to what our listeners were saying about the role that informal traders themselves also play uh, when it comes to those that do not have permits to operate, were not given stalls, but find themselves uh, being able to, to trade there nonetheless. Yeah, Katie, I used to tell you that, you know, knowledge is power. Mm. Yeah, when our people, they don't have a knowledge, it's a chaos. 
That's why we said, let the city intervene, but in a good manner. Take our people and give them the knowledge, because people, they are coming on the ground without knowledge because of the disparation. They, don't do, they are not working. Everybody is coming in our sector due to uh, they are not working because of the frustration they had. So, Katie, the key point here, let the city of Tuani come on board uh, in a good manner and teach our people how to do the business. And we, you know what? We need an upliftment. We, not, we, we want to graduate where we are. We can't be informal trader forever and ever because I'm getting older. So the, 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 the main source here is to graduate. We can't be on the street. And you know what, Katie? Uh, but our, our people, uh, Bakoka Muholi movement, you can't just say, no, we are going to amend the place where there's a, 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 a informal trader market. No, we need where there's a movement. I tell you, even if you can do the, that market, even tomorrow, but there's no movement, I tell you, People are going to move there too, where there's a movement. They are going to Johannesburg, MCN takes rent. I tell you, but when you say, no, we are going to amend nicely, talking nicely on the comfort zone, it's a problem. Let our people come on the ground. Let the LED office come on the ground and see the situation and ask people. I tell you, Katie, we have a huge challenge on the ground. A heritage one because people are not no longer waiting. People are coming on our sector doing business where they want. Mm. But as long as the uh, the office of LED sitting on the comfort zone, it's a chaos. Okay. All right, David, we're going to leave it there for this morning. David Mateka, acting uh, chairperson of the Gauteng branch of the South African Informal Traders Association, and Nguli Mbundu, who is the MMC for Economic Development in the city of Johannesburg. We'll leave it there then for this morning. It's 11 o'clock.